you know, going through mistakes, growing, going through, you know, challenges, and it's part of the journey. And Absolutely. This is where you learn the, the most. This is episode number 79 and you are listening to Soul Time, a show that explores the world of unlocking your unique potential. My name is Dr. Katja Makovka and I'm a teacher at school, a former teacher at universities and a certified stress and mental coach and I'm your host. This episode is a special one again. I'm not alone today. Today I have an amazing guest. Today's guest is Alexandre Heinrichs. Alexandre is a certified coach and meditation trainer from Switzerland, an entrepreneur and an advocate for well-being. With over 20 years of experience in the challenging banking industry, he has gained valuable insights into the importance of well-being for peak performance and for creating a fulfilling life. Something you should probably know about Alex is that he made a conscious decision in the past to quit his job in the banking industry. Today he is fully dedicated to guiding others on their well-being journeys by sharing his background knowledge from his corporate job. He is focused on empowering people to uncover their true full potential, set meaningful goals, cultivate sustainable success, become high performance and enhance their quality of life. In this episode, Alex will give us some details about his personal journey his passion project and his personal path of self-discovery and transformation, as well as about facing obstacles and challenges and how to overcome them. And beyond this, he will give us some insights into his own experiences at school and share his thoughts on what's needed to integrate coaching and personal development tools into the education system. I hope you enjoy our conversation and Alex's reflections, thoughts and ideas. And by the way, I will add where you can find Alex on Instagram in the show notes. So don't forget to check out his page and give him a follow. Let's start with today's episode. First of all, a very warm welcome to today's guest, Alex. I'm very grateful to have the amazing opportunity to speak today about your personal path of self-discovery and finding and following your passion project, how to handle challenges and obstacles, how to overcome these and to become more resilient in the corporate world and how to build a foundation and uplift the mindset of the younger generation at school and cultivating 
balance and well-being so that they can handle the requirements of the corporate world in the future. But before we start and dive deeper into your personal journey, Alex, I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit more. Yes, thank you very much, Katya, and I'm very honored to be part of your podcast. Um, as you said already a lot uh, about myself, um, yeah, it, uh, the last year has been really like a, a year of, of total transformation for me, uh, a very uh, passionate uh, journey about self-discovery, about managing stress, about managing my purpose, man managing my passions, uh, lots of discovery, and I'm so happy to be with you here today uh, for the podcast. Thank you so much, Alex. And it's amazing that you took such courageous steps in your life, in your past year, and that you were able to face and overcome some challenges. And that you were so bold and fearless to take proactive action steps in your journey and follow your heart and inner calling. You are really an awesome example of facing challenges and becoming resilient and following your inner calling by founding Esonova, the first well-being campus in Geneva. Your whole story is a huge inspiration, so I'm excited to gain some insights and learnings today. My audience and I are super excited to hear some more details about your remarkable journey of transformation. So, Let me ask you, what were the main reasons for you to take this courageous step? What was your bigger why to start your passion project? Yes, um, that's a good question. Uh, thank you. It has been a, a long process uh, to, to take that decision. Um, when I started uh, with the bank uh, about 25 years ago, um, I really had in mind uh, to uh, focus on my own development. So one of the first decisions I took when I joined the bank was that if I'm still learning, growing with the company, uh, I will stay uh, with, with the company. And, and that was a, a, a really like a, a very important uh, decision I took uh, at that time uh, because The company I joined at that time was really well known for a company usually you stay until the end of your career. And um, for me, it was difficult to take, because I was 24 years old at that time, it was difficult to find already the last company I will work for. So I said, I will, I will stay until I not developing uh, anymore. And um, this is a little bit what happened uh, two years ago. I, I reached, I think, a, a peak level um, for me. And I really needed also to realign with my, my purpose. So it was a long process to, to decide to, to leave the company because also it was a, a very beautiful family kind company. So um, I left my parents when I was younger It was like uh, leaving my second uh, family as well. So the decision was really difficult to take. But I had in my purpose, I had like something in my heart uh, that I really wanted to uh, explore more and uh, also uh, trying to, 
to achieve was uh, entrepreneurship. And uh, being an entrepreneur was something that was very important for me. For many years within the company, I've been able to be like an intrapreneur. So uh, that means I was able to develop from scratch new project with the company. But at one stage, I really needed to develop my own purpose, my own life project. And it started to be like a stress factor for me because mm. I'm nearly 50. Uh, and I said, it's like now or never, uh, I do that, that challenge uh, to create my, my own company. So it also helped me to decide uh, to, to leave, to, to follow my, my dream project. Alex, what was the initial spark to do this step at the end? I think it was a longer process to get there. But yeah. there was, for, for example, the day X, where you make this final decision to do this. Yeah, I, I, I always, uh, always remember. Um, I was looking for, you know, the, the ideal entrepreneur project to, to run. And, and we went through these two or three difficult years uh, with, with the pandemic. And during these years, I've been struggling with, with my stress, uh, struggling with my performance as well. And I tried to find a solution, uh, solutions, people to work with, people that can help me um, to face these, these stress issues or these performance issues. So I, I started to really explore. And, and suddenly I said, maybe this is what I'm looking for in terms of the idea of something to build. It also, when I was younger, I started with medical studies as well. So um, it was still there. It was like I, I needed to, you know, to self-develop uh, first, to gain experience, to work with corporate, to come back stronger. Um, and um, so really the spark was a big change in the organization. Um, and uh, it was for me, it could be an opportunity to, to, to leave because there was a change. And because I was uh, really dedicated to the company I was working for, um, because there was a change, it was an opportunity maybe to, to change. And also I had very interesting discussion with, with, with the company because they really liked my, my idea of going into the, the well-being space, uh, working with, with people to better manage their, their well-being. Uh, so I had them as, as a support also for my, my decision to change. So it was also much easier from what I expected uh, to make that change. Do you have a specific long-term vision for discovering and implementing your passion project? Yes, I have. Um, for the last maybe three years, I was really looking um, about what would, would I, I would like to do in the well-being space. Uh, maybe I would like to be like a yoga teacher. I would like to be a meditation teacher. I would like to be a therapist. And I was looking for many different opportunities. I was really exploring. And finally, I really found my way uh, in coaching and, and meditation. But one thing that is very important for me 
is uh, to work with, with others as, as well. So I think I'm more somebody who's, who's there to create communities, uh, to create a community around uh, well-being. So coaching is a, is a good asset in, in that. But my really my dream project is to build that community through a, a well-being campus. So really the idea is to, to work with the best people in the well-being um, space to together to uh, be to better work with with others, with private individuals, with employees, with companies. You mentioned that you have this huge goal. You are following a beautiful approach by founding the first well-being campus in Geneva, Isonova. It's a hub, you told me, for groundbreaking well-being practices and collaboration, like you said before, and positive change. And you have a beautiful idea to implement a holistic approach. Can you dive a little bit deeper and explain what this holistic approach looks like? Yes. So my, my coaching approach or my well-being uh, coaching approach is based on, on seven different pillars. And the very first pillar to, to explore is to gain clarity about yourself. And to gain clarity about yourself is really to find your purpose, to find your passion. And this is really key uh, to develop long-term performance, long-term well-being. So that's the very first pillar to focus on. The second pillar is around developing habits or developing healthy habits. How to create a habit, to change a habit, to remove a habit. Very often we have, you know, uh, new challenges, new expectations, especially at the end of the year, you have a good resolution for the next year. But very often we, we have goals that are really too big. And here, the idea is really to be able to master small, uh, sustainable habits. So this is the second pillar. Then we go through a couple of uh, other pillars that are more related to well-being, to health. So the, the third pillar is all around nutrition and respiration, which are really key for our daily living. Uh, then we go through uh, physical exercises. Um, then the, the, the next pillar is all about stress management and sleep management, how you can recharge your batteries, find some energy, and, and really being able to master this energy on the long term. Um, and, and then it's very important to live with our planet, to take care of the planet. So it's all about how to reduce our toxic load how to be more sustainable in the way we live, uh, to be uh, fully in balance with the, with the planet. And, and finally, there's a, a whole range of aspects related to health. So it could be like um, um, what we say about prevention or about uh, really having advice on health as well. And, and, and there I work with medical doctors, for instance, to integrate these elements into account as well. That sounds amazing. And I'm curious to hear about your next steps 
And you mentioned sustainability. That's a huge factor, I think so, not only because of the ecological part, but sustainable development for ourselves is huge too. Would you say that sustainability is only defined by the ex, ex I repeat my question, so, sorry. For now, you do that on a daily basis. And I learned so much during the last year. I started my, my new adventure uh, in the <laughs> entrepreneurship. Um, and this is really key. And by learning, Uh, by developing like healthy habits, sustainable habits. Um, it's also very important to take care of our world, of the people around us, uh, about the planet, about also what's your purpose, what do you want to serve to, to others. So this is, really, uh, this is really key. Very often we have um, a vision that is really short term. And we would like to perform on a project that is for next, next month. Uh, or we just take care of something immediately. And having like a more long-term approach, uh, trying to be more sustainable with very small steps, with very small things you add to your daily life could really change the way you move forward in, in your life. Absolutely. I can totally relate to this. Amazing. Um, I think the growth-orientated mindset is absolutely key to unlock our true full potential and to face the challenges in our lives and become high performance and create a happy and fulfilled life. And that's for me, like you said before, an absolute lifelong transformative process of reflecting, implementing healthy habits and getting to know ourselves on a deeper level. Nevertheless, I want to um, ask you another question in this direction. Do you think that there is a misconception that working on our well-being, resilience, and uncovering our full potential is a one-time activity? Or is there an arising awareness that this is a long-term or lifelong journey? Yeah, I think it's completely a lifelong journey. Um, you, it, it all starts with learning new things and understanding these new things and, and then reflecting how you can apply these things you've learned to yourself. And this is quite a complicated uh, journey. Um, even for me uh, today, uh, I know much more than before. I'm not mastering it, but I'm learning every day on developing um, healthy habits. Um, I, I coach people uh, on, on, on these aspects, but the most difficult and the most challenging element for me is to apply that for myself. And this is why I think it's, a, it's like an everyday journey. And this is why it's very important to, to start with mastering habits and really understanding what are these habits and, and being also a bit patient with what you expect uh, as results because everything takes time. And 
the, the, the more time it takes, uh, also the, the more sustainable these habits are. So really my, my focus is to start on, on, on very small steps. But before starting anything, you need to learn and you need to get information about what you would like to achieve. But first of all, it's important to understand why you want to change these elements. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I'm sure my listeners are inspired by these reflections. And I think your path sounds significantly easier than it was because of your great level of confidence. So let me ask you some more deeper questions about your mindset. You mentioned this before that developing a set of habits is key for our mindset and for improving and developing for our own journey and for our clients. Nevertheless, what is something about yourself on your journey that you had to change or work on to leave your comfort zone and discover a new path? The habits are crucial. I can totally relate to this, but leaving our comfort zone is another aspect that is sometimes challenging. How do you apply this for yourself? Yeah, I think there's, there's two important elements uh, there. The, the very first is uh, to be absolutely clear on my purpose because I was really living like in autopilot. Um, I had like my daily life at work uh with my daily uh like work routines uh, i was not asking myself too many too many questions and i didn't also very much understand why i was following all these uh different activities these different challenges i, I was more living day by day and when i ask myself but why am i doing all of this I have difficulties to answer to that question. To, so it takes me quite a long time uh, to really being clear with, with my purpose uh, and also to understand from what I did over the last 25 years that it was there part of growing, part of learning, and it was not a time that I was losing. It was really a time that was invested to build the person I am today. And I needed also to change a couple of, of elements. And this is where the second part are important. It's all about your limiting beliefs. And very often you're conditioned by others, by your surroundings. We, we often say you're the average of the five people. So very often you're very you know, influenced by your environment, by others, by your colleagues, by the company culture, by your family. But very, it, it, you never really spend time to really try to understand what you want and, and why you are on, on, on this planet. And when you start asking you uh, the, the, these questions, It's quite a difficult exercise because you have to be first to accept to be vulnerable. And um, this is, I think, the first step to go through these elements. And it helps you 
getting rid of all these limiting beliefs. I can give you an example. Um, I was in my completely in my comfort zone, uh, working in the same company. I knew the company very well. Uh, I had a very good salary, a good position, a good standard of, of living. And one of my limiting beliefs there was if I quit that position, what will happen with my family? Because I give, I, I, I sought that a kind of security to my, to my family. Uh, and, and, and one of the limiting beliefs uh, was like just the financial security. If I leave that environment that is quite, you know, predictable um, to something that is completely unknown, what my family will, will, will see also. Um, so that, that was a big step uh, to, to take the decision to, to leave. But suddenly I realized that not following my purpose was maybe more risky than leaving my comfort zone. So it was a, a lot of questions also of discussion uh, and communication with, with my family. Uh, to to take the decision uh, to together, and um, that that was uh, a very in, in interesting step in the process of of deciding to leave the company at that time. Would you say that you experienced fear in these moments? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, I think I there was different kind of of fear. There was like financial fear so that okay the, the future is not predictable as it is today even though to be like in the banking industry was not like guaranteeing you any security and anymore <laughs> but um uh so it was like uh, security uh, a fear for for financial security uh, but also a fear about the perception of my family my friends my kids, uh, you know, because uh, they, they saw me in that environment and, and suddenly it was completely un unknown for, for them. So, yeah, there was, I think, a lot of, of fear in that decision to, to take. But what is very interesting as well is I had a fear at one stage to, to die without leaving my biggest... Wow! And that, that became a fear that was even more high in intensity than quitting my job. Really starting to perceive myself as, okay, I have a dream. I have, I was telling my friends, my colleagues about the dream, but I said, if you never take any action towards your dream, you won't be able to experience it. And I really fear regrets of not trying. So now I think this is one of the, the big fear that has left anything that happened in the future. Even if I go back to the corporate world, for instance, I would have been able to say I tried. And, and, and that's really key. And it's very interesting to see that how fear evolves through uh, the time. And today, most of the limiting beliefs uh, I, I had was really like just in my mind. And 
you know, going through mistakes, growing, going through, you know, challenges, and it's part of the journey. And Absolutely. This is where you learn the, the most. Leaving our comfort zone, there is always a little bit of the feeling of fear because it's the unknown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and yes, leaving comfort zone, I think, is, is the best thing you can do because Absolutely. by leaving the comfort zone is really when you go into that growth mindset. So uh, true. But it's difficult. And I think for me, really like the first step towards leaving your comfort zone is really understanding your why, understanding your, your purpose uh, and, and what is your passion. Your coaching approach includes your belief in the limitless potential of continuous learning, like you mentioned before. And I think for sure this process is individual for every one of us. But I'm curious right now, how did you implement this approach of being limitless in your own life? Yeah, it's, it's key because limitless is something new for me. And I was also in, in an environment that was very competitive and where performance was, was key. All what you were doing was not good enough. Uh, <laughs> and that limits you uh, a lot. But when you change uh, everything and you move from like an employee to an entrepreneur life, suddenly there's no more limit. Um, and you, you, you really start to discover that you're alone, especially at, at the beginning. So you have to be really creative and being creative, innovative. It's, it's a, a, a perfect way to test that there's no limit. And, uh, if you, you think there's limit, that means you create barriers and you really have to think about and to to believe in your full potential uh, yeah. to move forward absolutely alex like carol dweck mentioned once a growth mindset includes that people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work And I personally think she's absolutely right. Believing in ourselves and increasing our knowledge are crucial components of becoming a high performer. But how do we increase our self-belief on a regular basis? Can you give some examples for increasing our self-belief? Yeah, so for me, I do it in... Two different ways. Um, the very first is about continuous development, continuous learning, and that really feeds, you know, your your mind, your brain, and uh, for me, it's really like a, a catalyst uh, for you know going forward in in into that direction. So second. And very important, and maybe even more important, is about the connections you make. Because when mm -hmm. you go out your comfort zone, suddenly you're alone. So you need to 
create new connections, to reach out to people, to really to to go outside uh, and, and and also take take more risks, uh, being much more in that try errors, you know, change, reset, restart mode, uh, and this is where you learn. The, the the most uh, I think and and you can do that with with others. So for me, uh, when I decided to become a coach, a coach could be perceived as as somebody that is quite alone coaching one individuals or coaching a group. And I was not seeing the you know my work in coaching as being alone. And uh, also, I, you have some even if if I say I. I you could be limitless, but you have sometimes a limit of time. And working with others and, and teaming, teaming up with, with others, uh, you can achieve much more. So I think this is also key uh, in, in that process. Wow, absolutely amazing strategies. Surrounding ourselves with like-minded people, that's absolutely huge and that can help us to strive forward absolutely i really love these strategies yes what what you i just want to emphasize on 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 that point in terms of confidence um it's really by doing mistakes yeah is your confidence and we are very much in a world um maybe especially especially in in europe where mistake is not really accepted uh, and so, sometimes it's a bit of a shame, you know, you, you start yes. something, you failed. But it's it's when you fail that you learn the most. And Absolutely. And you increase your confidence. So if you, you turn just the concept of failure by, with like saying it's an, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to learn, then your confidence will go higher. If you never try something if you never take the courage to try you would be your confidence will be always very limited absolutely it's like failure is a feedback it's only a feedback to readjust to to try again to strive forward and take the next step towards the main goal i really can absolute relate to the importance of developing a growth-orientated mindset and establishing a sustainable success. And I personally think that we are all on our unique and individual path. And it's crucial to take steps and figure out things while walking, like you said before. And being courageous is an absolutely key factor. To Let's dive a little bit deeper and I know that you are a father of two kids and you yeah. have faced several challenges in your life, Alex, and you had yeah. your own life experiences. What did you learn from these huge challenges and experience that is important for you as a father right now to make your own kids aware of? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for my kids, I have two kids. Uh, one daughter, she's 18, and, and my son is, is 15. And if I look through what I've, I've, I've learned uh, and 
what maybe they are missing uh, in, in in their growth uh, part uh, at the moment is 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 more about really focusing on purpose, uh, really defining uh, what are the, the big goals um, they they have because we are very much talking about finding a profession. But what's their real goals in, in, in life? Uh, not just talking about, about job, what they would like to, to do. And second is also about the importance of, of healthy habits, healthy living. Um, I think this is something we are not talking enough. Uh, for me, uh, meditation is, is really key. Uh, also to master confidence, uh, to... Um, to find a way to calm down, to manage stress. I, I see them, uh, they are already l- very stressed uh, and they are, they are, they are young. Um, and, and this is all things that could be integrated in, the, in, in a way for them also to, to learn, to discover, to grow. Um, and, and as the father today, uh, this is something I... I try to to discuss, to communicate with with them, but it's a bit funny because sometimes they perceive me as like a little bit like an, an alien. <laughs> because they are, they are not uh, used to these discussions. This is something they never discuss at school. They they've never been informed about or anything. And, and for me, I think there are really key elements in, for, for, their, for their growth as well. By facing so many challenges and obstacles throughout your life and being a debt, on the other hand, the question comes up, what is needed to strengthen the mindset of students and which coaching tools are significant to integrate into the education system to help students become more resilient and confident and discover their own unique potential while achieving their goals probably with more ease and less stress what do you think is needed at school yes i think school uh, today especially in europe is is really there to set the foundations of of learning to have like a, a global you know cultural cultural knowledge about many different things but in my opinion there's not enough about for instance emotional intelligence about finding your purpose about understanding um, why maybe like mindfulness or meditation could be useful absolutely exploring other things as well Um, also we are very much uh, you know, failure, for instance, we, we discussed about that. Uh, in, yes. in the system today is, is something that you succeed or you fail uh, at school. I, I, I very much like the other approach as, you know, evaluating the progress, maybe. Yes. In, instead of just evaluating, you know, that you, you failed or you, you succeed to, to, to an exam. And I think I don't want to replace, you know, the, the way um, they they teach today. I think it's important, maybe, but maybe they, they they need to add more 
in, in that. I will come back a little bit later, for instance, with all these things around AI today, about uh, intellig artificial intelligence, uh, because I think this is a good illustration uh, about the way we learn uh, today. Please go ahead. Yeah. So about AI, for instance, I have very interesting discussions with my, my kid because since uh, it, it has been a while that we were talking about AI, but it, it really like started with the launch of ChatGPT. And, and at school, they received information from teachers and the direction of the school that it's totally forbidden to use ChatGPT for any of their uh, exam or any of their research paper or anything. But I think it, we need to live with our time. And, and instead of forbidding the use of ChatGPT, they have to learn what is in artificial intelligence, how it And how be. to use, yeah. Because in the future, if they are not mastering artificial intelligence, they will have problems. So I don't like really much that, that kind of, of, of approach. You know, it was the same when we had internet with the rise of Google and, and, and so on. Um, I think we, we need to, uh, to take the opportunity of these new technologies, of these new advancements to open the discussion with them instead of just saying no you've, it's forbidden to use uh, for instance chat gpt absolutely thank you so much for sharing these thoughts um i think it's important that students get skills to learn how to use specific new technology because uh, we are living in a fast-paced world and so they have to learn to adapt and to adapt and to learn to grow, to learn to um, handle change is absolutely important for getting a growth orientated mindset. Yeah. So that's a key factor, right? Yeah. And, and just if you use artificial intelligence consciously, you yeah. know, it's key because of course, if you, if we are just going back to fear, you can fear a lot about yeah. <laughs> what is happening uh, with with this new technology. But but if you use that technology consciously and and really try to find out how it could serve others, how it could serve myself, but how it could serve others, it completely changed the focus you have on 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 these new uh, technology, these new you know, developments. The, the, Absolutely. The and um, one other stress factor often is comparison. How do you experience this with your kids? Yeah, I think comparison is something that is, uh, is, is Im important for them, especially also with all these social media um, tools, because they are always comparing each other and 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 sometimes um you know the the, the way they compare to to each other or their the reference is a bit biased you know and they lack trust on themselves 
Yeah. And um, this is something that is quite key is to regain, you know, that, that trust on yourself, that confidence on yourself uh, and, and stop always, you know, to have a comparison with your friends, with the influencers. Uh, they always try to look the same as the, these influencers. And um, yeah, I think this is a, quite a critical thing at the moment. Yes, and I think there is a beautiful um, version of comparison. Comparison with the version of yourself you were yesterday and today. You know, it's like taking a look on our own progress. That's a comparison that is fair, you know. It's a different approach. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, also being able to, to see the progress. I For me, I, I really like uh, the process of reflecting on yeah and and taking the opportunity uh, to to reflect about something I can give you an example um, just recently uh, maybe a, a month ago I, I was just in a situation because as an entrepreneur you have lots of up and downs and some very often when I have some downs, I, I take the opportunity to reflect about what was the different steps I went through. And suddenly, the perspective is completely different. And this is something with my kids that I try as well to implement, is, is, is sometimes, because we are continuously in that very fast-paced environment, uh, and we never really take the time to to slow down, to reflect, to uh, what we call the decelerate. Uh, and this is something that is um, very important. And, and going back and, and reflecting about things is, is, is really key. And if I just go back to AI, because this is something I'm really passionate about uh, at the moment, but one of the goals we can have with AI is that in, instead of producing or delivering even more because we have new tools, we have new technology, it could be also an, a, a great opportunity to do the same but with less time and yes, having absolutely. more time for yourself, more, more time for self-development, more time and, and because very, very op uh, often, and I was facing that a lot, we're not taking enough time for ourselves. And the problem is if, if you're not taking time for yourself, it's impossible to give quality time to others. Yeah, one of my hope with AI is not increasing the, you know, the, the, the profitability or improving the efficiency, but allowing us more time for ourselves. I, I, I read a study recently where they said we, we, we spend about 70% of our time working, and, and maybe in some countries even more. So if we can just change that and, and, and spend maybe by still doing the same you know, level of, of work, but maybe spending just 40% of the time and having yes. more time for ourselves, 
I think it would be much better for everybody. Absolutely. And I think that's important to learn for students at school too. To take time, to take regular breaks during the day, to recharge their batteries. Yeah. That's huge. And I think that's a skill that's absolutely needed to develop. Yeah. Because today, um, if I just take the comparison from, from the company or from school, huh? but the way you recharge your battery, you know, I, when I was in the company, when I wanted to recharge my batteries was uh, to go to the coffee machine. Or for some others, it was to go down for, um, for, uh, for smoking with, with others. But it's not really, you know, time to recharge your battery. Uh, you, you really need to find time to, for instance, take some fresh air, going for a walk around, you know, the, the block where you work, um, taking really like time to meditate maybe for, for five minutes, really understanding what are the different means you can really recharge uh, your batteries. Same for uh, my kids. When I see if they, they say, okay, now I will pause how they pose. They go on their smartphone, they go on their iPad, they go on, on, on their, um, their PlayStation or anything like this, but they're not really recharging their batteries. And for me, it's key also to, to, to inform people and to re-educate people how they can really recharge their batteries. And I think the use of technology could be very interesting there. Now, today, there's, there's a lot of devices, you know, giving you tips, analyzing Absolutely. what you need to it's, recharge your batteries. Absolutely. And there can, could be an upgrade. I think some of the devices doing this right now, but nevertheless, like taking three deep breaths right now. You don't have to meditate 20 minutes uh, to get started. You can only take three deep breaths to get started. And, and, and something that is really key huh, is we can do very, very simple things. So true. And uh, if I just go back to the habits I, I'm teaching, really the key is to go back to very, very simple things uh, because we tend to forget and we always have big goals are very challenging ones. Uh, but then it generates stress because it's very difficult to achieve. But if you just go back to very simple things, as you said, your stress, just take time to take five deep, deep breaths and it helps so much. Do you have two other quick tips to implement for my listeners? Yeah, so my favorite um, things just to, to recharge is, is really breathing. And as, as you said, taking a couple of deep breaths, uh, focusing on, the, on now uh, is, is really key. One thing I really appreciate uh, as well uh, is to be mindful about things, especially about the things that annoy you. Uh, I very <laughs> often give the, the example, I'm, I'm a big fan of yoga. 
And, and, and sometimes in, in the final relaxation at the end of yoga, when you're lying down uh, and, and, and just focus on your breath, especially if you do it outside, you have a lot of small insects or anything that is, 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 is moving to you, is, is, is running on, on you. And it could be very annoying. But instead of being annoyed, just being mindful about what is happening, and it's completely changed the mindset. Seeing sure. the very noisy around you, just focus on what you hear and, and focus on the here and now. And, and it changed a lot. So just being mindful about things completely, you know, for me, was a complete way to get rid of, uh, of the stress very quickly. Wow. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity, Alex, to ask you some questions about what's needed at school. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your thoughts, struggles and challenges. That's amazing because I think that so many people can relate to your journey, to your struggles and to your thoughts. And furthermore, a huge thanks for your ideas, what is needed at school. We are nearly at the end of today's episode. But before you leave, Alex, I want to ask you some short, quick questions so that my listeners get to know you a little bit better. It's more the funny part of the interview. First of all, I'm a huge quote lover. So for me, a huge question is, what's your favorite quote? So my favorite quote, um, for sure, is, um, is um, together we are stronger. Wow, that's a beautiful one. Why is this so special for you? Because I, for me, I need to find part of my energy from others. And being with others, learning with others, um, you are better. Uh, That's beautiful. You're more performant. You know more. You being vulnerable also with with others is just incredible because when you're vulnerable with somebody else, they open up to you yeah. a lot, and and then you have very meaning conversation when when you do that uh, exercise. Very often, especially in the corporate world. It's perceived as a weakness. Yeah, it is. But in fact, not. Absolutely not. Vulnerability is a real strength. A real yeah. strength. Do you have one book, Alex, you would highly recommend? So I think one book I read that was completely part of my decision to leave the company uh, was a book called The Big Leap from Gay Hendricks. And um, for me, it was really a book that helped me taking the decision to, to move. Uh, because there's a very important concept there. Uh, concept, uh, there. That's the concept of your genius zone. Very often, people stay in the excellence zone. So that means they master everything. They are really good. They are very performant. But, they are, but this is not really the purpose. 
And when you reach your genius zone, you are really aligning your purpose to your daily work. And, and for me, it was like one of the, the key elements that helped me changing everything, trying to reach that genius zone. That sounds amazing. Um, third question, Alex. What is something about yourself that you hope will never change? I think returning to the, the basics and to simple things. Wow, that's a beautiful answer. Wow, thank you. Next question. If you could eliminate one weakness or one limitation in your life, what would it be right now? Um, good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, I know. <laughs> it's difficult to say. One of my weaknesses is I have the tendency of saying yes to everybody. Ah, okay. Saying no, probably. And, yeah, and I, I need to learn to say no. When you say yes and, you know, instead of saying no, it means it's even, you're not just saying yes. You, you say yes and you give the opportunity to add more. It's, it's such a creative process that I won't say it's a, weak, a weakness I would like to eliminate. Sorry. <laughs> interesting next question alex if it were possible what superhero superpower would you want to have and why you mean if i i, I needed this if i wanted to have a superpower right superpower superhero superpower absolutely flying reading minds whatever you want <laughs> Uh, no, I think one of the superpowers I would like to have is really being able to open discussions with everybody with no, you know, language barrier, for instance. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you for your answer. And the last question for today, Alex. If you could rule the world for one day, what would you do? <laughs> that's a tough one, I know. <laughs> So if I can rule the world for, for one day, I would have, I would organize a global well-being festival with oh, that's every culture huge. And, and every culture, every civilization, every human being, animals, and so on. Uh, wow, that's beautiful. I think uh, so that everyone has access one day to get to know themselves better and exactly. to have an idea how to upgrade their lives. Beautiful. Yeah, I would say uh, if, if I had that, that magic stick, uh, <laughs> that to be able to, to give the opportunity to every single person on, on, on Earth, could be humans or animals, to live one day at their full Uh, and their full well-being. Wow, that's beautiful. Alex, I'm so thankful that you have given me and us and my listeners 
the greatest treasure of your life, your time. It was awesome to meet you today for this podcast episode. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you about such amazing topics. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank, thank you, Katya. Uh, I was very honored to be part of your podcast. Um, it's always also for me good opportunity to learn uh, because this is very important for, for me as well. And, uh, and, and, and thank you so much for inviting me. So we have reached the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got motivated to share these insights with your friends and family. And if you are a parent or a teacher, you can speak with your kids and students about these thoughts and reflections from today's interview. Alex gave us amazing insights about his own transformation and path his journey of following his purpose and heart, leaving his comfort zone and making bold moves. He shows us his personal ideas on how to overcome challenges and how important it is to create a growth-orientated mindset. Alex made us aware of the importance of focusing on our mindsets and becoming more aware of our own power to create the life we want to live, how to become more resilient and how to unlock our true full potential. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Soul Time. I'm very grateful because you have given me the greatest treasure of your life, your time. If you enjoyed this episode, click the subscribe button and take a look at the show notes. Click the link and check out my Instagram account for more inspiring content. Take care of yourself, enjoy the week ahead and I can't wait to speak to you next Sunday.